Keisha Bisram, and you're listening to the Every Shade Podcast. My next guest is Shivangi Jain. Shivangi Jain is an award-winning director who has worked in New York, Los Angeles, New Delhi, and Mumbai. She completed her master's in mass communication from AJK Mass Communication Research Center and an MFA in cinema direction from Boston University. She has worked with organizations such as J. Walter Thompson, Goodweave International, Incredible India, and more. Shivangi directed The Christmas Party, a short film produced by a mostly female of color crew. The Christmas Party has won many awards in film festivals from around the world. The short film is about a man's conflict dealing with a moral and social dilemma. When an unexpected guest arrives at the party, the protagonist has an internal struggle and becomes more apparent when the party-goer's judgment pressures him to make a decision on the situation. Hello? Hello. Hey, my love. How are you? How are you doing? How's everything in India? I am okay. I'm doing okay. Yeah. India is a mess right now, so I wouldn't really comment on that. That's a different story altogether. (laughs) Your hair's grown. Your hair's grown. Yeah, it's getting long. I'm growing it out. It's yeah, like... I like the new look with the with the glasses and stuff. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna keep growing it out. I'm actually gonna get a haircut soon because <clears throat> I I was growing it out from my short hair, but so mm-hmm. right now there's like no shape to it. It's just really right. really flat. Right. You know? so right. I'm getting a haircut soon. Um, just to give it a bit of a bit of shape. Um, right. Mm-hmm. A COVID conscious haircut. <laughs> right, correct. I really liked uh, your look uh, during the uh, the dark the dark brown series. The uh, the yeah. series that you were doing, the the super funny thing that you were doing. Yes, yeah, I really liked the look. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty fun. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That that's like <clears throat> that's my hair was in a good stage because I think the layers are coming out so nicely. I yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> now my I mean the best. Sorry? The the best, uh, you know, the ideal uh, expectation version of you was like, oh my god! I was like, wow, that is like so <laughs> perfect. <laughs> it was so perfect, and but now those layers are just kind of they're getting lost. But, but I mean, anyways, um, thank you, thank you for uh doing this interview with me. I'm, my pleasure. I'm super excited because I I started um with a dark brown channel. I was doing Simple Life with Tammy, but um that launched right when quarantine happened and ideally at first me and frank were like oh my god this is so perfect you know we have all the time in the world to like shoot and do this and do that but i think the energy from covid really brought us down and we were also homesick you know we had friends and family east coast and we were just Mm -hmm. so worried all the time because you had just moved to la right that was the time Wow, such a big change, right? Yeah, it's like we went through like this big life change and then COVID happened at the same time and it was just, it was mm-hmm. not like a combination. It was, it was awful. <laughs> I know. So mm-hmm. we actually took a break from filming and, um, you know, him and I both got sick, <clears throat> not COVID sick. We got like, I guess, um, sick from different reasons. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, um, we, had, we had productions that we were going to shoot, but then they all got canceled. So then mm-hmm. I was like, what am I going to do with my channel? Because I really, really want to do something, but I don't know what. Now I, I was lost of ideas. And then I thought, you know what? 
like I know so many people, so many creatives and so many artists who've started their own thing or produced their own thing or started their own companies and things like that. I'm like, why don't I just interview them? Because Mm -hmm. I know what they're doing, but deep, deeply, like, I don't know what they're doing. Right. So it's like, I think it's a good way for me to learn from other people and (laughs) friends. Right. Definitely. Um, Definitely. That's that's how I started every shade because I just started um, reaching out to people that I that I knew that created their own work and started questioning mm-hmm. their work and awesome. stuff like that. And awesome. yeah, so far, it's been a fun experience. And yeah, okay. now I can ask you questions. So yeah. I guess I guess the first thing I'm going to ask you. So I'm going to ask you like some like basic questions and then like obviously delve into it um, a little bit more. <coughs> so like, talk to me about. Oh. What? Yes, yes. I didn't know it was. I didn't know we were recording already. I just. Oh no, 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 no! Don't worry. Don't worry about, <laughs> about all that stuff. That that stuff, like, I'm gonna like edit out. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about coronavirus. <laughs> like, don't worry about or my hair. Like, we're <laughs> that's a fun bit, though. I, I I hope you get to include that. <laughs> I might. Yeah, I might. I, I yeah. think I think there's some, some bloopers. So yeah. So let's talk about Christmas party. I guess starting from the very beginning like how how did this production come to be and when did you produce it or when when did you start right did you did you write Christmas party no so um, I uh, I did the Christmas party as a part of my thesis program mm-hmm. uh, at BU at Boston University so um, there I worked with this writer who came up with this piece actually I I picked the uh, the particular piece that had been written by a screenwriting major uh, a graduate. And um, I really liked it. I was actually trying to figure out a, a, a story that spoke to me. So I was taking, I was speaking with various uh, screenwriters. I was brainstorming. I was looking at various texts for adaptation purposes. But uh, I came across this, this little concept note uh, written by this uh, writer, and it really stuck me. It really, really spoke to me, and that's when I sat down with him, and he he showed me the first few drafts of how he'd gone about. His name is Joe, Joe Hemphill. He uh, we went about the uh, the characters and what spoke to me the most, and he's. He spoke about various films that we had watched, and I could just see, I could just, just see how greatly the two of us we resonated, and I feel like that's very, very important uh, for a director and a writer to be on the same level and resonate. Um, I mean, two people can be great friends; a writer and director can be great friends, but when it comes down to actually working on a thing, it, I mean, it just could be, it just could go haywire. So it's very important. So I think I had that that um, uh, level of connection with my writer. And uh, after a couple of uh, changes in the scripts, in, in uh, a couple of drafts, we went about, we finalized the script that uh, eventually went on the floors. So uh, that's how I went about the Christmas party. And I actually chose this particular piece because uh, the Christmas party actually was just a working title name. It was from the very beginning, and eventually that's what came out of it. <laughs> so we didn't 
we just thought that we promoted it enough and people knew about the christmas party film okay it's the christmas party film so as like if i change the name then it's going to take away from all the uh, emotion that it's created so i'm sorry i'm sorry uh, what was your question <laughs> <laughs> It's true, it's true, okay. I, if you go off on a tangent, that's actually even better for me because I, I love to hear all the information and like how... Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, 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 I want to know, I guess, like um, the process of like how this came okay. to be and like why. And like you, you even mentioned that, you know, this piece spoke to you and like I, my next question was going to be like, why, you know? So <laughs> delving into it further is, is totally fine. Right, that's that's why I stopped because I was like, I I don't think that's what she asked me. Yeah, so I, I mean, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want like a basic like a like overlay of like what's going on. Like I I if you're gonna go deeper, like that's even better. Awesome, awesome. Then then you have me. <laughs> you just you <laughs> had me at deeper. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, what spoke to me about this project was I I. for a long long time i had been i always aspired to do something about the the internal conflict so that was that's been one uh, uh concept that still speaks to me the most um how performative we get in various settings how we react to various situations when we are placed in in a high tension situation or where where the stakes are very high uh we sometimes act as individuals we feel like we understand ourselves and we feel like okay this is how i am and i'm this bold ass person and if uh if there comes a difficult situation that's how i'm going to act but that's not how it is um we don't really know who we are or who a person is and 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 that keeps uh, fluctuating that keeps changing so uh, we are all very fluid and we are all very fragile so so i really really wanted to explore that that was missing in the other texts that i was looking at and somehow in the christmas party i found that uh, i found the story about a guy uh, who is dealing with this moral conflict in this uh, he's dealing with this 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 tension where where one must choose uh what's superficial and what's real to them and it's it's very hard because a lot many times uh, we feel that that uh this is what what is actually important to us and in a very white and black manner we tend to segregate things we tend to uh uh bifurcate stuff uh thinking that okay yeah this is important to me this isn't i and but but it's very that line is very is is very thin it's is very it's it's an invisible line sometimes the the thing that actually is imperative the thing that actually is uh very very significant to us is the is something that we won't really address is something that we won't really uh bring out or accept so so the story is all about that and that's what really really spoke to me mhm is this um is the christmas party in film festivals right now <clears throat> uh 
couple of more film festivals, but it's done its share of film festivals. Okay. Like are it's you, been in the film. Yeah. Are you able to talk about the the plot of the of the film? Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, can, you, sure, sure. can you talk more about um I guess what the Christmas party is about and you know, you as a director, I, I know so many directors, you know, have so many different styles and different ways of working with actors. Um I would like to know, like, what was the experience like working with actors and aiming for this internal conflict? What was the challenge there? So I guess we can answer, like, both questions. Or <laughs> so that's yeah, both yeah. questions. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I've directed you, Keisha, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, but the people that are listening, you you know. Know. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh... Uh, uh, so the film is about Pete. Pete is our protagonist, and um, uh, Pete belongs to this uh, rich, affluent class of people uh, a, in America. Uh, and this person, uh, they're supposed to host in their community, in this affluent community that they belong to, in this uh, uh, very high-profile elite. I'd say, uh, 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 community that they belong to. They have this annual Christmas party that they uh, host, that one of the families in the community hosts. This time, it's happening at Pete's uh, party. So the stakes are high. It's about uh, Pete and Marjorie. They are throwing this uh, Christmas party for the for the kind of people who are very conscious of their social recognition in the society. Uh, it's, it's very superficial, it's, it's almost plastic, but it's, it's very, but it's their way of celebrating the thing. So Pete is the host and the party is disrupted by this person who enters the party unannounced, uh, uninvited, and is actually somebody who's, who the, uh, the community hates. They absolutely loathe him. He's an outcast. He's done some bad stuff, uh, which has hurt the members of the community. And but but the main thing that draws him here to this party is that he shares a relationship with the host, with Pete. So this person who stirred conversations and raised many eyebrows at the party is actually Pete's friend. So now Pete has to deal with the dilemma of whether to acknowledge whatever rest is left of his friendship with the, with the person, with the stranger who's just entered, or to just, just appease uh, his guests and just you know break all ties and chuck him out. Yeah, yeah. Did you, um, I saw that it was a, it's, a, it's an all-female production, correct? Not all, but mostly, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Can you talk about like how, how did that come to be? Is that um because you said it was part of a thesis? Was that did that happen naturally, or did that was that a choice or? Uh, uh, both. I'd okay. say both. I'd say both. Uh, when we were going about the production of this film, uh, we had, I'd say, almost seventy-five percent of the crew was female and that too uh, of color. That's also very, very important because 
or, and, and that too in the primary most positions. Um, I am an Indian woman. My uh, DP is a Chinese woman. My uh, producer is uh, African-American. Then from Steadicam operator to the music composer to the sound mixer to, uh, I don't know, uh, grips and electrics to everything. It, it was all it was all this mixed bag and it was just so it was very interesting actually because i felt like i felt that um it was actually all the more interesting because it was my first big production in the states mm -hmm. and and there too i wasn't i wasn't collaborating with another american like the the the, the biggest relationship of course i collaborated with an american uh, who was a writer but um, uh, uh, the communication between a director and a DP is 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 supposed to be epic. It's supposed to be, you know, the best uh, in the world. It has to just flow so seamlessly and so naturally. And what was important was that uh, Shu, who's my cinematographer for the Christmas party, and Jasmine too. We were all the three of us. We were coming from three very, very, very different, very distinctive backgrounds. I've been born and brought up in India. Chu has been born and brought up in China. And uh, Jasmine, well, Jasmine, the producer, she was from Atlanta. So the way we went about producing this film was very interesting because we were three completely different personalities with completely, with three different uh, hopes for the future. Uh, and three different things that we wanted out of this project and and a lot many ideas creativity uh i don't know tricks tricks that blend that blended in so that was very very interesting uh so i think that all of that sort of came together when we were producing this film because everybody was like aesthetically maybe my uh some of my fellow members had had a better exposure to to light uh, or to frame that. So, so I think that aesthetical difference also sort of flew in, and I really, really enjoyed that process. It was it was really thrilling. Yeah, I I, I have a question about the production part of it, but I, I want to get back to it. I think what I want to ask is um because you, you you mentioned that you know you that there were women from different backgrounds and you guys are holding like higher positions. Um, and I find it interesting that the story is about an outcast, essentially. Did you guys find yourselves in the piece? Meaning like, was Definitely. there any like, par parallels? Yeah. Can you talk more about that? Definitely I did. And which also reminds me of a very interesting anecdote that I have to share with you. Uh, uh, definitely. Like I, felt that the way that we composed a lot of shots, um, the way that we went about the production design and especially the cinematography angle of things, we were able to explore. We were able to push our boundaries to, to, to explore the best possible way to communicate uh, uh, things with lesser words, with lesser use of words, um, because we felt it. We felt that uh, 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 that kind of a, 
aloof treatment that people sort of get when they're new to a place, when they're, they're uh, when they don't feel that they belong. So I think definitely that subconsciously flew in. So what I wanted to tell you about this funny anecdote was that there was a friend um, after I was sharing some stuff about the film and that the friend is actually a screenwriter uh, friend. And the person was like, uh, why? I, I was telling him in a very proud, boastful manner. I was like, oh, you know, all my crew, most, most of my crew was uh, women. And, you know, it was so much fun. And we were all, you know, having playing different parts. And it was so crazy. And he just goes, uh, why, if, if you were all uh, women, why did you make a film with two guys like the protagonist is a man and most characters in the film are male so how do you think like how could you justify that how could you possibly justify that and, and i was like i was so i was so offended by that question and i was like for like since centuries <laughs> men have been making films about women's plights and whatever goes on in women's heads with women protagonists and everything. And what makes you think that we, we would not be able to understand what goes, the internal conflict. I wouldn't be able to solve the internal conflict of a man. I was like, wow, that's so lame. So that was, that was, that was very, very funny. That was like, I was like, you should just stop writing. <laughs> you shouldn't write anymore. <laughs> I find that such an interesting, like, uh, point of view because I did notice that too. Like when I when I saw when you show me a Christmas party, I saw that like the on the poster it was a white male, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And obviously that thought goes into your head, but I think that's that's not a good way of thinking because we shouldn't think that oh because you're a female director or female writer or female this and that that you should only do female driven stories. I think right. there's a push for female-driven stories, but that doesn't mean that because you're a female director that you only should direct female, right. female, you know, protagonist and antagonist-driven stories. I think, I think it's um, it's it's more than that. You know, like you, yeah, you have the ability to do what men have been doing, what white men have been doing for many years. Right, right. But it is interesting that it is a female-driven uh production that's telling a story about two men because I feel like I, 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 I can only imagine that a different story is being told versus when a man tells it. Yeah. Which is interesting. Did you guys, um, I mean, I, I do want to talk more about that too. Cause I, I do, I do find that very interesting. Did you, did you guys like face any challenges about telling it from like a male's point of view or did you even see it that way? Like how? No, I did not. Okay. Honestly, Kish, I, I did not. I, I mean, it was, it was only when this guy, he asked me, he popped this question up. And this was also when I had done a limited release for my film. He just watched it and that's when he was uh, talking to me about it. And I was like, I never, I really did not think about it. I never thought about it from a racial perspective or from uh, coming from a completely different geographical background perspective or from a, uh, from a gender perspective. I never thought about it that way. Mm. And, and when I worked with my uh, actors, I, 
I felt like uh, there was a lot of respect that uh, went in. I was I was working with SAG after actors, so they were they were pretty, you know, uh, 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 amazing actors actually, and uh, I I don't feel that they ever let me uh, feel that I wasn't on the same uh, wavelength as them. Like all the conversations that we that I had with my actors that we had as a team. it was all very uh uh natural and organic so yeah i never thought about it that way yeah that's i mean that's incredible because i just feel like at the end of the day it's really about the internal conflict that you're talking about true and it's not it's not really about a story about a man or a white true. man <laughs> you know it's true. about something else um true i mean that's how i definitely uh, uh saw it uh, there were things that um uh sort of blended in uh, let's say uh in my in this film we have this uh uh element of baseball this this uh this uh what do you call it what's what's term for it this thing this this uh, element that we keep using it's it's of baseball and i have never seen a baseball match ever in my life I've, we don't have baseball here in india I've never i know i don't know anything about that but then uh, i researched about it i sat down with my actors or my writer to have a deeper understanding of of it although there wasn't uh it wasn't as required but i i felt like to my process it was because i just wanted to 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 have that connect uh with whatever elements i used in my film so so that was something that that happened that wasn't in the story originally that wasn't in the script originally but that happened as a part of uh, uh my directorial process where i felt like okay we need this this now i'm going to use those terms this manly uh white uh element to bring in that connect but i think that came with my understanding of it that didn't that didn't derive from me not being a white male or whatever so i never thought about it like yeah. whatever those things were they they eventually uh, came in they like they eventually uh, you know flowed in so yeah yeah, yeah. so i want to go back to um talking about the the production itself cuz you mentioned that um this is your first american production correct Yes, I did some smaller projects before yeah. that, but yeah. Have you have you also have you done in uh, a production at this level in in India? Uh not as a director no. Okay, cuz I was going to ask my next question was like what I guess what was the difference between like working with this team versus like any other team that you've had worked before? Yeah, so definitely I've produced stuff or I've DP'd stuff uh at I'd say as similar level but i think definitely the christmas party was my was the biggest production that i had ever been a part of uh, and held such a position so so i don't know how much justification i'll be able to do to that question mm-hmm. um about the difference but 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 funnily enough i get that uh, i i get that a lot a lot many people ask me that question your there everywhere like here yeah. everybody is like how what's it like there and and 
I really don't know. It's funny because I really don't know how to answer that question because when I am here, um, I'm able to work here. When I was there, I was able to work there. Like, I think it's about, it's about the kind of person that you are. And, you know, production is all about being a quick learner or being understanding the terms. Mm-hmm. I know I am aware that there are specific terms which are different. Let's say um, in America, we have various slangs for various things, you know, uh, uh, like there are various slangs for certain things and we'd have various slangs here. So those are the things that we have to sort of get accustomed to. That's about it. I, I also feel like you're, you're, you're a very adaptable person. Yeah. I feel, I feel yeah. like finding the differences, you probably don't even notice it so strongly versus like most True. people. So I, I feel like you probably, <laughs> you That's know, why it, those are that's head. why it's been so hard for me to answer that question. Every time somebody answers me, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it, it is a fascinating thing to ask because I, I mean, obviously growing up in America, like, you know, a lot about Hollywood and how production, um, or, or what Hollywood right. production is about. And I also grew up on Bollywood as well. So it's like understanding that nature. But then as I got gotten older, like things have changed in the film industry for, for both sides of the world from pretty much everywhere. So it's like, I, I am fascinated at how, because I don't live in India, I don't see it, but I am fascinated at how things uh, in the film industry has, have changed in India right. as well. So I'm always curious of like, what is, I guess, what's the, what's the experience like? But, um, but obviously, if you don't. But, but I'll be able to answer that briefly. Uh, the, if, if we're talking about the shift that has happened, that's, that's, that's dramatic because mm-hmm. the Bollywood that, that people know about, the Bollywood that people speak about, the, the, the larger than life celebration, the, uh, all of that glamour, the dances and all of those things sort of blending in. Uh, it's changed drastically during these times because people are now uh, more focused on good writing. It's all about good writing now. So, uh, so there are, the scales have gotten smaller. The, the magnanimous nature of uh, the sets and the dances and everything, that's all gotten smaller. There are uh, uh, really good stories and told in a very, very natural, very organic, very simple, subtle manner. So which I don't, I don't know if it reaches the audience setting abroad or not but uh, see that's also the thing the bigger banner films the films that are made using uh, crores and crores millions and billions of budgets mm-hmm, yes. uh, they tend to reach you guys and uh, though they are inherently commercial those are like the avengers those are like the wonder woman avengers or you know mission impossibles of our world mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> but films like, yeah, but films like uh, Little Bird or Florida Project and stuff, those kind of films are made here in a large, large quantity now and web series too. So I don't know if those get to reach you as. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm only aware of them because I, I actively seek them. <laughs> mm-hmm. You dig <laughs> them. <laughs> but I don't know. I, 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 I can't speak for that either. I don't know. I can't speak if that... If, if it is reaching over here, but I think there is awareness that it, something is changing. 
So for, for the Christmas party, I mean, you, you had a pretty great experience working with that kind of production team and, you know, the SAG after actors and stuff. Um, was there something that like you learned for yourself as a director when you were working on that set? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, the thing, I think when people watch the Christmas party, uh, whether or not it's a, it's a good film or a bad film, it's a great film or whatever it is or whatever your opinion of the film is, I feel like I learned so much, so much during uh, the filming, the pre-production, the production and the post. Like making the film was, was a great, uh, uh, a great realization for me. It was, it was almost eye-opening. Like I learned so much uh, working on the sets of the Christmas party that, uh, um, wait, it's a, it's an, it's a very intense question, actually. So I'm just trying to think hard about it. Um, if you need a second to think and to develop I, a, I, I, I totally take it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to frame the sentences all. I, I just feel like, um, I learned so much, uh, while we were at this film. Uh, the, the biggest thing that I learned out of this film was teamwork and communication. I just understood that communication is the key. I always used to think it's just one thing that people tend to say. It's like, it's just something which is just written on the billboards or, you know, everywhere and on, you know, quotes, uh, pages and stuff or on Instagram, communication is the key. Uh, but it really is. That's what I learned. Um, we had a really big crew when we were filming the Christmas party. The, the shoot went on for five days and uh, there was approximately a cast and crew of 50 people every day on set, 40 to 50 people. And everybody would just run to me for whatever questions that they had. So I had to be mentally prepared to answer all of those questions and hope to not screw it up. <laughs> so so uh, if there were, there were decisions being made like every second and I had to communicate it with my first AD, but then uh, the sound person would come to me and I would, you know, tell them something, okay. And then as it turns out, my cinematographer decided to do something else. And then I'm like, oh, what is happening? And then, you know, there were, there were, there were just so many things. And I just made it very clear to each and everybody. I established, um, there was a little ruckus in the beginning of the shoot. There was a little, uh, uh, because most of the crew were uh, students. I mean, it was their project too, but there were still students at the end of the day. So they were, there there wasn't as great a uh, uh, professional streak in them. No, I wouldn't, I, I'm going to take that back. They were extremely, extremely professional. <laughs> but it's just that, it's just that um, as, as students, you still have your egos or you still have various things. Um, whereas on real set, you won't really have that. You, you know that you're there to do, do your job and then just bounce. That's your job. So there were a lot many times that uh, uh, things like that happened also because we weren't 
no none of us we were used to handling such a large uh, group of extras so if we had like 20 group of extras and you know how extras are i mean even even like three extra people are like too many and 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 my film had like a lot of food a lot of uh, decor and everything so they were all you know all over the place and it was very difficult to sort of manage them and keep them at uh, one section of the house that we were shooting at so i mean there was food and then they were just you know sort of lingering around or watching or laughing and we were like so it was it was very difficult for us as students to sort of control that it was very difficult like i had extras walk to me while i was in the middle of doing this final rehearsal for a very important scene with my primary actors and i had this extra sort of walk to me and and they uh, and the extras like hey is it fine if my tie my tie has a little stain on it so is it fine if it if it's there or do you and i was like um can somebody like tell him that it's okay i i told him i was, I was like yeah yeah it's completely fine it's completely fine we won't get to see that eh? we we only get to see his back during the whole film <laughs> <laughs> so it was very funny uh so uh so sort of orchestrating that i'd say was a big challenge and what came out of it was that uh the communication has to be very crisp and very um it has to be updated don't think that okay you use use you said something to your ad 15 minutes ago you have to check like the ad has to check you have to check with your cinematographer you have to check with your uh actors producer like it was very mentally draining too you have to just talk all the time communication exhausted me but it was definitely very fulfilling by the end of the day so that's that's what uh was my biggest uh, takeaway from this yeah how many how many days, days did you guys shoot five days for how long per per day uh 12 hours okay yeah it's yeah. a pretty yeah. packed uh production i mean all the same i, I- <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no actually these actors were sag actors so we had this um, thing that uh, i'm forgetting it 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 was that if we exceeded these many number of hours we were supposed to give them we were supposed to pay them extra mm. and also give them another meal mm. and as a student budgeted film we couldn't really afford that because um uh because exceeding the time limit meant that feeding those 50 people another set of meal and we just couldn't afford that yeah so that was that was very very challenging food was such a big challenge oh god such yeah. a big challenge <laughs> i learned that too when i when i did conversations and i didn't uh-huh. think it was going to be a challenge but it was it's definitely it's definitely up there But we did enjoy your pizza. We <laughs> did enjoy the pizza. The goal is to not feed people pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about communication. You talked a little bit about teamwork. You talked a little bit about, um, you know, you worked with people that were from different, you know, had different backgrounds and and such. And um, I, I I always find that so interesting because you are right. When you work with people who are not from your background, you learn so much more. Um. 
and they, they kind of fulfill parts of, of your, your talents with whatever, whatever you're missing. You know, you kind of just kind of like fill in each, for each other's roles. Um, can you talk more or I guess elaborate more on like what that was for you when you worked with these, with these women? Okay. So, um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know these are heavy questions. <laughs> Uh, oh man um i'll tell you what we we cried <laughs> uh we fought <laughs> uh, uh we cried we fought we laughed we had a we sort of you know as women i feel like we were able to explore all the emotions unabashedly <laughs> mm-hmm. so so when uh we were able to raise the money uh, for our Kickstarter and we were able to do it right within timeline and um, you know how Kickstarter works, right? You get all or nothing. So that sort of a thing. And when we raised that, uh, I was on phone with my producer and we both uh, broke down because it was so, there was so much pressure building up and we wanted to, you know, get the, the particular amount of money in this particular amount of time. And then right the moment it hit, that number we both we were on phone and we were just you know waiting and we were like okay last 70 dollars left and i think somebody did it and and then we just broke down and we were laughing we were laughing but we were crying so i think i think that's that's one of the very few precious moments in my life i i always cherish that because it was just it was sheer joy of of hard work and dedication i feel like even if it wasn't much, even if that's why I feel like with the Christmas party, I feel like I've accomplished so many little things in life that even if as a whole, uh, even if Christmas party, if even if it isn't as big of a success as I want it to be, I feel like I feel content. I feel very accomplished with what I've achieved in terms of uh, uh, my f- my relationships with people, my relationships with actors and all of what I've, how I've transformed, how I've emerged out of the whole process with all of those experiences and all of those stories and all of those, those anecdotes and uh, everything through, through tears and through laughters and through uh, bad takes and really great takes and, you know, no food or, uh, uh, everything or large u-haul trucks full of uh, furniture and props and uh, equipment uh, it was all it was all uh, very wholesome so so yeah so uh, so that was there then then there was this time i think there were uh, a few miscommunications that were happening between uh, a few crew members and then uh, I I put the shoot at a halt uh, midday and I just took the individuals out uh, aside and I just spoke with them and I was like, you know, we are all doing this together and it's for all of us. And, and that's again, going back to how communication is so important because then I had to maintain my calm. I had to, uh, because we were extremely tight on timeline, extremely tight. Like had we exceeded, 
another hour or uh, we couldn't afford to book the location for another day so i really getting the whole coverage was my main goal so i was extremely tensed about getting the entire coverage but i still took like an hours break with these uh, crew members and uh, i just made sure that everything because the most important thing for me was for everybody to have a very calm a very uh, uh, good time I, I, we are all in this profession because of our passion we could have been i don't know engineers or uh, whatever uh, accountants or bankers or i don't know whatever teachers but we are in this pro- in this profession just because uh, we have such love for this passion we want to all create films we want to all create visual stuff that enthralls everybody the audience all of those bankers and engineers and cas so uh, so it was it was the most important thing to me that it's very important to have fun while you're doing it otherwise then there's no point otherwise i'll just I'd rather not do it i'd rather not have an extra uh, with a stained tie <laughs> and so that it's a, it's a dull party it's a, <laughs> it's a boring party <laughs> So uh, you're you're my sixth person or seventh because of the the last interview was between two people. But in terms of interviews, you're my sixth person that I've interviewed. And one thing that I've noticed in these interviews, um, and interviewing like all of you guys, is that one or I guess two things that pop up the most are um, collaboration and enjoying the process. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that like that's a very like, common theme. Hold on, my audio is kind of crapping out. Yeah, I noticed that that's a very common theme of collaboration is key in order to mm-hmm. create, create in, in order to create um, something with uh, with good with good content. I I don't, don't want to say perfection or like you're trying to create something perfect or get a perfect end product. It's more about like driving the story, and the only way you can do that was through collaboration. And the second thing is. Um, uh enjoying the process otherwise what's the point of doing it and it's funny that you mentioned that it's because my last my last interview um i was speaking to laura and ashley who did uh they they have a company called party club productions and ashley okay. said the same exact thing really said, enjoy wow. enjoy what you're doing otherwise what's, what's the point of doing it I, i'm not right i'm not quoting her like word for word but she did say something along those lines and you're saying the same exact thing and it's like amazing It's just I don't know. Like all these interviews are just kind of at the end of the day, it's like those two things are just so important. Um, I think that's why I, we I, need to have. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say like as as artists, you know, we're all artists, and I think um, it's a very important message. Like everything that you're saying is so important because I think there's this weird uh, drive, you know, maybe I guess in the past about. staying stuck on your individuality and to be ahead of the next person and so on and so forth which yeah you kind of need that but at the same time like you can't i think i think competition also can kind of competition as human beings can also bring you down and it can also make you a bit more close-minded as well yeah whereas yeah. you're talking about this process and it's like i'm not hearing like your ego coming about it's like i'm hearing you talk about like this whole process among other people and how all of you drove this story together to get to this place 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I was also going to uh, second you on this and say that that's also I've grown up to understand. You know, when we were kids, we were told that uh, girls can't be friends or, you know, they're, they're, they're always going to be mean to each other. And, and honestly, I still collaborate with women and, and I feel like that bond uh, is, is very, it's like holding each other together. It's like, you know, the, 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 the power of sisterhood, the power of um, uh, women helping each other is just so much more. And I think it was just a, it was just a stupid theory which was constructed by men to pit us against each other. Pretty much. <laughs> all, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like um, the kind of, um, the kind of inspiration or the kind of support that I get from my girlfriends or my uh, female collaborators or whoever uh, it's just it's just so empowering and it's like you go girl and we're like yeah you go girl <laughs> it's just so nice yeah I, I I was I was taught that if you if you're the type of girl that doesn't have girlfriends but you you hang out with the guys like you're the cooler girl you're the cool chick yeah you're yeah, strong yeah, yeah. you're powerful and you're you're independent blah blah, blah but which I think is such BS because as I, I'm 30 right now, I'm like, I, I've learned that I, I love working with women. I really do. I love working with women and I love collaborating with women. And also I, I love, I love being near women who are, um, who hold their own grounds and also create their own life and their own work because also growing up like we were taught that like women who were empowered and like powerful they're kind of seen as competition like we can't be friends with them or whatnot you know but I'm the complete opposite of that like I, I love being near women who are like that right because <laughs> you're right it is empowering and I think I think um I think like I'm gonna I'm gonna go off like real deep here like I think women do create some sort of magic that people don't understand Hearing you talk about the Christmas party, I can hear that magic, you know? Like, I haven't seen the film, but I can already tell. Like, I can imagine the power that, like, you guys have created amongst yourself without even realizing, because there is something about female energy that's very mm -hmm. strong and very deep and very moving that I don't think people, either they don't understand, they're too afraid to understand, but I think in filmmaking, it's really important to have that. And, you know, I'm sure that you guys created an environment that was unlike something you've ever experienced because hearing you talk about that I feel like I'm experiencing something that I'm like I oh, it sounds so like magical <laughs> you know like I, I really would love to see the film and like I would love to like just just experience that so yeah I mean I I really love that I, I think it's so great that you got to experience working with those women and you know again circling back to the fact that you guys created a film about not even just a female-driven story about a female voice. You guys did the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. You know, which I also think is very powerful because it just goes to show what you can do. It's not about, you know, staying within, within your means. I'm putting air quotes as if you can see me. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I just kind of went off on a <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, people have always seen people have always seen us women together creating witchcraft but they don't really know that it's actually magic they, they they're too scared 
which mm. kind of good. It's yeah, they, they, it's not that thing. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, yeah, they're too scared, so they tend to, you know, um, associate a, a negative connotation with it. But it's actually, it's all magic. It's sheer magic. Yeah, sheer magic. I love that. Um, I guess I had one more question for you about this mm-hmm. production. I guess after, because now it's in film festivals and and whatnot. Um. The, the films in film festivals right now um is there like a is there is there a future for christmas party or is there a future for you guys to work together again or like what's what's next after the christmas so, party all right so i think uh distribution wise i'm gonna probably put it on to um in talks with some ott platform about getting it um onto the platform so let's see it's it's the options for limited uh, for for a short are limited so as opposed to a feature or a web series uh, there are only a handful of mediums that support short films so i'm gonna i'm i've been looking into that it's just a very tiresome process is all um, about us working together i don't really know i really wish to work with my camera department definitely uh, but a lot of them are in china or in various parts of the states like shoes in china uh, so and even my steady cam office in china so i don't really know when there's going to be a time for us to create something together although we did want to work on something in new york back when i was in new york uh on like music video of some sort but we, but that couldn't happen so uh i guess it's hard to know. answer because covid days is <laughs> it's hard to predict the future <laughs> yeah yeah i i although I, th- I thought about doing uh, uh i thought about doing an an anthology series and i thought about doing uh, i felt like i did the christmas party in the states and I thought of doing the diwali party in mm-hmm. India, oh. so I really wanted to develop uh, on something like that. And probably, I'm I'm probably gonna uh, sit down with you, Keish. <laughs> work yeah. and work on this one. <laughs> <Piqued> my interest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because I I just thought that even if we take the same core concept of the modern conflict, but there it was in a in a in a white uh, elite setting here it could be you know in a semi urban uh, setting so I, I always just thought that it's going to be it's going to be so interesting for me to explore the same idea the same moral internal conflict but in a completely different setting so i thought about it i've thought about it maybe we'd we'd get to work on that soon yeah that'd be interesting i feel like i feel like that that concept can work in almost any culture or uh, you yeah. know socio background or 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 anything like that i mean these are the kind of topics like i i i want to do a conversations bit with you next i want to do one about conversations <laughs> in the apartment uh bit with you because because i just feel like uh deliberately deliberating all of these uh questions and ideas and topics and everything it just just makes us realize while answering them so much more and then you know 
I just really like that very process of immersing ourselves in this conversation. It's just so amazing. Yeah, I, you know, conversations, it hasn't really, I, I didn't really put it anywhere. I put it on YouTube and I also put it in a few from festivals, but since I moved, I didn't have uh, funds to push the series any further, unfortunately, which is, you know, it's, I feel two things about that. Like, I, I feel very um, down about it because I think to myself, well, I made such a big production and like, it's not going anywhere. But then the yeah. other part of me is like, that was my first production I've ever done on my own. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I learned so much about it that I don't feel like I have to push. It's more about like, how can I, how can I take what I've learned from conversations into the next thing? Because I've yeah. learned, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. I, it's funny because Frank asked me, asked me for this podcast. He's like, I think you should have someone interview you for conversations. And I was wow. like, that's a loaded interview. I don't know about that. <laughs> because, <laughs> One thing I've learned about conversations, it's so funny because like I, I naively went into the production of conversations, not, I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to produce. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to uh, do a schedule. I didn't know how to make a call, a call sheet. I didn't know how to do um, call, uh, auditions, hold auditions. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to do location scouting. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's funny because I think I think when production happened, um, I think people came to me thinking that I already knew what I was doing, and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing." <laughs> it was such a crazy production because, like, I I started it back in 2016, yeah. and I filmed it twice. I filmed the first episode twice, and it failed. And I changed the cast and crew so many times. And by the time t- 2018 came about, that's when I solidified it. And, um, you know, I moved forward with the production, but it was the biggest eye opener for me. And mm-hmm. yeah, I learned every little detail about a production. Mm-hmm. And I, it's funny because like, I, I don't know if you could agree with me with this, but I remember trying to read so many articles and books about like how to run a production. And at the, at the end of the day, doing it was a completely different experience. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, there should not be any books or articles about how to run a production. It's more about just, <laughs> just fucking do the thing. <laughs> Somebody should just throw you in the production and then you'll, you'll, you'll emerge out of it. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah, pretty much. And it's funny. Cause like I, I went through conversations. I wasn't, I was so incredibly insecure doing it. Like, I don't know if anybody knew, but like I was heavily insecure. Like I was so self-conscious. I was worried about everything. I was anxious all the time. And then like coming out of it, I'm like, why, why did I do that to myself? That was so unnecessary. <laughs> but yeah. you know, the good thing about it, and I don't know if, I don't know if you feel this way as a director, like each time you direct something, but like, I think coming out of conversations, I felt more confident to do, oh, I can do this, this, and this as an actor, as a writer, as this and that, whatever. It's like, I don't feel the need to question myself. It's just more about just do the process and take what you learn from it and just develop on it. And that's it, you know? Yeah. I I also feel like it's, you have to feel it in your skin. Like Mm -hmm. uh, you could have had such strong pre-production for any project, for any particular project, or you would have read (laughs) N number of articles on how to run a production really smoothly. So you could have done 
those things but at the end of the day it comes down to that adrenaline that that uh, rush that you get on the day of like on the day of the production when people are asking questions okay where do you want me to keep these apple boxes or where do you want to station the video village or where do you want to where do you want to set up the crafty as stupid something as stupid as that yeah. and when in that moment you have to take that decision of um, okay i'm going to set the the crafty there and this thing here and this thing goes there and go talk to the ad don't talk to me all of those questions all of those decisions that you make and all of that environment that you take in and which sort of um, that you feel around you that air that all of those little noises those chatters those uh, camera setting up actors and everything all of that is makes you grow yeah manifold so much so much so i think that's that's that is the thing that that makes you grow in production i think i think also staying staying present and staying humble definitely is so is so important because i i've dealt i mean i'm i'm sure you've dealt with this too but i i've dealt with so many egotistical personalities which was always interesting to me because it held back a lot of things <laughs> and um I, I never took it personally, but I, I did deal with uh, certain people on conversations who had very negative energy towards the production itself. And um, it was kind of hard for me to, to balance that because I was never the type of person to be like, well, the reason why this is happening is because I don't have money. You know, like I, I never did that because it, it would take me forever to just explain why the production was running on a skeleton crew. <laughs> and yeah. um you know, in a moment in time, like I couldn't waste time explaining why certain things were mm-hmm. certain ways. So there are definitely a few people that I, I worked with who had uh, negative feedback towards uh, my production during production. And it's interesting to me because I feel as if like if, if something is going wrong or something isn't, isn't working right in the moment, is it, how important is it? Is it important just to you? Because you have to show off your personality to the whole world of how great you are or is it important to the production that something needs to change right now and it'll make it better how right. is it you know and like that's right. something that I've learned as well is like yes being present and humble like in the moment on production because you're only working with like 10 hours a day or eight hours or whatever how many hours you're working with but like how useful is it in the moment you know and I think a lot of there there are a few personalities I dealt with were it was more important to them because their ego was running so big right it's like you got to keep your ego in check because yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not it's not helping anybody <laughs> right. right so that's something that I've learned too is like I think one thing I've learned the most with production as well is just um or I guess with conversations is is dealing with people yeah you know it's like I I, I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting that because I wasn't really thinking about it. It was more like, um, oh, I got to make sure that, you know, uh, the location's set and we're going to get through these scenes and we're going to get through the shot and that shot, blah, blah, blah. And these props are going to be there, blah, blah, like lighting, whatever. Um, the DP knows what he's doing, so whatever. I'll let him do his thing. Um, but at the end of the day, it was really dealing with personalities. People. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also, it's also very tricky because you could be the best of friends 
uh, uh, while you're discussing the project and you're brainstorming and you're like, yeah, we'll do this and we'll do this and you know, it'll be so cool and yay, high five, we're gonna do this. And on the day off, it's gonna be, you guys are gonna be polar opposite. So it's, it's very tricky. So that's why it's, it's a blessing if you find the right kind of people to work with, honestly. And that's the reason why we see a lot of direct and DPs working together for years and years and years because to to have that sort of a that that sort of an understanding that flows so seamlessly is of utmost importance it's the most important thing yeah yeah that's one thing I've also learned with them because conversations the way it started was was working working with friends you know, like we're working together, we're friends, or we're, we get along, blah, blah, blah. And that, that backfired so badly. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that you can't be friends with the people you work with, but like, I think if you put that first, it does backfire. And I think the, 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 the two times that I, the first two times that I shot the first episode for the web series, it was that kind of like that reproach, like, oh, we're friends, we're hanging out, we're doing this cool thing together, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And like, you know, and I think, I think sometimes, like, even women fall into that, too, like, oh, we're good friends, like, we're hanging out, we're having a good time, we're supportive of each other, like, we support, we got each other's backs, but then the production itself was falling apart, because, or the quality of it was really low, yeah, because yeah. that didn't come first, and that's something I had to, that was, like, a hard truth that I had to face, and I also had to cut um, a lot of relationships, yeah it's so hurtful because because eventually when you go back home after the production is ended you're like really I thought we were friends why why couldn't it work out because we want to be best of friends on set too but it doesn't really happen doesn't really happen that way yeah we feel we feel hurt so I think it's it's very important to keep the emotions aside and like you said be humble be nice to each and everybody but uh, uh, you have to really be uh, you can't really, uh, you know how we, we say no hard feelings. You have to be that, you have to put on those no yeah. hard feeling guards. Yeah, I, I, I failed at that in the very beginning of the production because I was trying to be like the all nice person, the nice boss, the nice leader. I was trying to be too nice and I didn't want to be hated and things like that. And um, that also backfired too, because once, <laughs> once you let people go, like they have, they have a, a distaste towards you. And um, I had to learn that that was okay. But in the beginning, <laughs> I remember I had to like let go of two people on the phone and I had to rehearse that conversation with a friend of mine over and over again. Cause I was so scared of calling these two people one of the person, one of the um, one of the actresses that I I worked with in the past, she was my co-star. She was supposed to be Sammy, and she was also producing and doing a bunch of other things. And the other woman was a director, and um, so I had to. I, I didn't want to email them, be like, I'm letting you go because I thought that was rude. So I'm like, okay, I have to call them. I have to call them and tell them I'm letting them go. And it it took a lot out of me to to put my emotions aside because we were we put friendship first or our relationship first you know what I mean like it became like like that became more of an importance how could you do this to me (laughs) yeah yeah and and they're I mean I can I can hear in their voices they were they were not happy they were trying to be nice to me too but they were not happy with it Mm -hmm. and that was really 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 hard but it was also 
such a good experience to go through because I had to realize that like as as when you're when you're leading a production like you have to be the bad guy too and at the end of the day it's like the again the production comes first and if people do take it hard that's kind of on them (laughs) yeah no offense but it's like you know like for example there's this one woman who um oh did you meet ashley um the director yeah uh yeah 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 i was on a i initially came in as a dp you were then we spoke that yeah yeah yeah, you worked with her you worked with her yeah i i forgot for a moment um i actually let her go in the beginning of the other production like two years prior but the reason why I like rehired her again is because she had like um her character she has such a strong character like she was not offended by being let go and the reason why I had let her go in the beginning of the project was because I think she was dealing with so many other projects that like when she was with us I think she was still her, the other projects were still in her head you know what I mean like she was dealing with a lot so um, I let her go, and she, she actually didn't take it personally at all. And, you know, she was still talking to me, and she was still very kind and very, like, um, very respectful. And I just thought, wow, like, this person, this person has a really strong backbone, and she is not putting her ego in front of anything. Right. right. I really admire that of her. And she was not offended that, like, that I, that I let her go at all. And... I rehired her and like at that point like she was not juggling so much so she was able to focus on um, on the web series which was great and like I had a great time working with her but like her and I still have a good relationship and it's like people like that is like people that you want to you want to hold on to you know yeah um, yeah yeah I don't know where I was going with that either <laughs> <laughs> See, I guess it's different once we start talking about a project yeah, yeah, yeah. Once we start just talking about a project, we just because we've invested so much of our times and energies onto this that it's it's only very gratifying to keep talking about it and keep analyzing it and sort of, you know, having something come out of it. So it's it's, it's just I know. Yeah, I mean, because the, the interesting thing about filmmaking is that every project's different. Yeah. You know, it's hard mm-hmm. to like. I don't know. It's hard to like talk about it as if it's like you're not doing the same job over and over again, you know, like essentially you may have the same title, but every project is so different. You know, like I, <clears throat> I've done like as an actor, like I've, I've worked in like short films and stuff. And even as an actor, like you're dealing with different directors, yeah. different DPs, different actors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's always different every time, which makes it very interesting. I think that's why there's always like a sort of high you know, because it's just, it's something new each time. Yeah, and you're thinking at such a high rate. You're, like, constantly thinking and adapting, and it's just very, oh, exhausting by the end of the day. Yeah, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah in a good way, you know, in a gratifying way, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Shivangi Jane of The Christmas Party. Don't forget to follow the Dark Brown channel for future episodes on the Every Shade podcast.